Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys and gals, this is Jesse, and this is Kyle, and we're back again, and we're ready to roll. We've got some great news, uh, some exciting things going on tonight, and uh, of course, some new topics that we were talking about before. I know that uh, Kyle had an eventful weekend. Yeah, sure did. Uh, We had a good time at uh, Import Alliance 2017. Me and Shelby, we had a really good time. We got to take the project cars, so it was a lot of fun. I met a lot of people, so it was uh, it was a good experience, man. That's awesome, man. We had a pretty good uh, weekend and getting everything, uh, you know, adjusted and everything and uh, getting ready for the show. We were a few minutes late just trying to make sure we get this new technology up and running and making sure that that is all good and set for everybody. But uh, first and foremost, you can always find us on iTunes, JK Podcast, in the search bar. Download, listen, and subscribe. You can find us on Facebook at JK Podcast 101. And uh, you can also find us on Twitter that way, too, at JK Podcast 101 on the Twitter handle. And on blocktalkradio.com backslash JK Podcast. And what else, Kyle? Yeah, and also the new way to find us on Android, you can hit us on CastBox. An application you can download and then just type us in that way. It'll come up really smooth, and uh, I use it on my Android device. Nice. So it always comes up. Awesome, awesome. Well, like we were saying, we have an exciting uh, episode tonight, episode 14, a unique title, as we say in the biz, and it's called Backtracking, Backpacking, and Knapsacking <laughs> Pop Culture's Universe. That's right. Credit to my man Kyle that came up with that one. Yeah. So it's uh, basically where we pretty much moonwalk our way through the pop culture universe and uh, figure out a little bit of what we want to talk about and uh, some exciting news and of course some little scientific things here and there Mm -hmm. uh, getting through tonight's podcast of course kind of like with weird science weird science (laughs) yes of course of course so we actually have a a pretty good uh, planned out podcast for yeah we do everybody tonight we have some exciting guests I know a lot of people have been dying to get some of our great, great peeps on the show. Uh, we actually, uh, hopefully, having uh, our one of our main guests come on tonight, uh, Benjamin Bittler, from the great state of Alaska, the last state, I believe. Um, he's going to be joining us and making exciting moves. Uh, of course, playing high school basketball, looking for the next step going into college. We'll ask him some uh, pretty good questions about how you choose a college and, you know, which is the best technique in doing so. And also a few little side questions. And then, of course, Matt Bankston and his band yeah. coming on. I know a lot of people love that uh, Cathedral Ring theme song we play pretty much every podcast um, and that we use for our intro here and there. Uh, so they'll be joining us. All the band members will be joining us later yeah, on tonight. Cool absolutely, absolutely. We uh, had Nita planned for the show. She had some things to take care of and tend to, which is cool. So we shout out to Nita. She'll be on the next one, most likely. Yeah. But uh, first and foremost, Kyle, how you doing? Yeah, I'm a little tired, man, with all the stuff that's going on, trying to recuperate. 
you know, and trying to balance out work and, you know, the new schedule with the time change. I think everyone's trying to get used to it. Right. And uh, it was a great weekend, man. It was a two-day event out there at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Got to take the uh, project cars, as I was saying earlier. Nice. Um, met some cool new people. Oh, yeah, and I got to see y'all at, at one of those, too. Yeah, you came, yeah, actually, you came to the pre-meet. That's right. right. here in McDonough, the uh, JCPenney parking lot. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. So that was a good time. We got to see a lot of different cars, a lot of people come together from the culture all around the world and also all around the United States coming together to uh, see uh, the love of cars. And uh, it was a great experience. Awesome. Yeah, it definitely was. I know I was a little, you know, a little tipsy. Uh, at that particular point in time when I saw you. Yeah. Uh, but it was awesome seeing that y'all were getting some feedback on the Integras and uh, y'all's babies, of course. Oh, yeah. So definitely looking forward to seeing how our future rolls with that as well. I know that y'all put a lot of work into those cars. Pretty cool looking Integras. Oh, yeah. Thanks, and, man. And, uh, of course, you added the uh, the new play. What is it, what is it exactly called? It's gold. It's, it sits on top of the engine where the cylinders go. Yeah, that's the uh, the valve cover. Nice. So we, we did a custom touch, and we sprayed those uh, right before Import Alliance and got it ready. You can still smell the new fresh as yeah. coming off of it there. <laughs> a lot of people liked it, too. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, of course, being able to flash back a little bit and see that old Integra being brought back to life was awesome. Oh, yeah. So uh, I know uh, y'all are putting a lot of work into that, and then you have a lot of, you know, uh, future uh, plans with these car shows and which oh, I'll yeah. And of course, we've been talking about it a while and, you know, Kyle's putting something together for everybody too, having his own little segment about some cars. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of people like to hear that. Yeah, I got a, a lot of guys going to shout out to uh, right here in Atlanta, Atlanta Accords. Um, it's a big group dedicated to every uh, generation of Accords that you can be into. Um Mr. Mobile Hitam, he's uh, the the president of the club right here in Atlanta chapter. Yep, yep. And uh, going to have some guys uh, from that club on first and foremost, and then uh, build from there. Get right. some guys in some of the uh, Integra clubs and and that kind of thing, and go from there, man. See what it's about, what they've got done to their cars, what do they like about cars. So right. we're going to have that little car segment kind of ties in the pop culture because everywhere I went this weekend, all I saw was like even tattoos of. Star Wars, um, like Boba Fett, Metacolian, um, symbols, all that stuff. And I was like, man, it's crazy to see that in the car scene, but there's a lot of people that, um, love cars and pop culture. And that's why we're sitting here today. Awesome. Awesome. I know that we have a lot of people that are into, you know, the whole car shows and aspects and stuff like that, getting everything ready to go, uh, of course, and making sure that we get things ready. Mm -hmm. Um, for that aspect of the show too. But also, um, I know Shelby's not here for the first time with us in a long time. Um, but, uh, I know she had to work a lot today. So yeah. Shout out to Shelby. I know she probably yeah, did to us back at the pad. Yeah. But, uh, in question, did you see some of the releases for some of these video games? Oh yeah. I saw a few, man. Um, what all, what all did you see this weekend? Well, I saw that Naughty Dog is going to be coming back out with, uh, you know, Uncharted, the next one, but oh, I heard yeah. it's supposed to be somewhat of an expansion. Yeah, and it's right. going to be uh, kind of, uh, to me, it looked like it was going to be kind of like a Tomb Raider feel. Yeah, that's what it looks like, a little bit. Yeah, so with the lead character being a female, it's going to be cool to see what direction they take it. I think it's kind of following in a good, you know, footsteps lately. We've been seeing a, a trend with, uh, you know, we've both been playing Horizon, 
it's been uh, with uh, Miss Aloy. Right. So that's been a good a good game. Um, I know you've uh, experienced and got to the end of it. I'm still trying to work my way up. <laughs> right, right, right. So, uh, but yeah, it's a uh, you know a great uh, uh, game. Seeing what's coming out, Naughty Dog always produces. So um, this should be interesting to see how they do on this. Yeah, and I know. Also, Mass Effect Andromeda came out. Right, right, right. Actually, you know what's really funny? A lot of people had a lot of bad reviews for Andromeda. Oh, from really? What, from what I've been getting from the gamers in the gaming world, yeah, it's been pretty crazy. Uh, crazy. Now, I know another one, too. Actually, Assassin's Creed, one of my favorite games I see. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were wearing the shirt, but you're not. Oh, yeah, I got the good old Volcom shirt on tonight. Nice. Uh, I actually own, uh, like, the newest movie. Nice. The, I guess they say newest movie, but the official Hollywood stance right. movie. Uh, but I actually do have that Assassin's Creed shirt. And they actually had a little bit of leakage where, and this is exciting because I love this culture. Um, but they're actually going to be releasing an Assassin's Creed possible Egyptian what? style game. Yes. That would be cool, man. That would be awesome to have, I know. Uh, then, of course, you also have other games that are being sneaked and, you know, peaked out. Call of Duty 2 is going to be based yeah. in World War II. Looks oh, pretty wow. cool. And then, of course, you have a few other games, too. I, I believe that there's, like, some... Little things here and there. Um, I guess, oh, man, what is it? Oh, I know Battlefield is trying to release some uh, epic new streaming with the new Microsoft gaming system coming out this fall. Yeah. So it should be pretty interesting. Yeah, and on deliver. Yeah, Battlefield 1, they released an expansion pack now right here at the end of the month. Um, it's, it looks really good. It's going to be about the French side of the war in World War One. So a lot of you Battlefield 1 fans out there, check that out. It's uh, it's gonna be really neat. I think only thing about it is, is a, there's a mix of reviews I've been seeing online on their Facebook page. It's had a lot of reviews about um, it being 49. Is it gonna be worth it? But the premium is gonna be for throughout the whole time. So right. once you get premium, you're gonna have. And I, I understand it's 49. It's another you know 50 bucks basically. But like it's gonna be throughout the whole time of this game, of them releasing all expansions. Right, right. Absolutely. If you're a huge fan, it might be something to get a hold of. You know, some other cool things, too, that we can talk about. Uh, I know we have a list laid out. Yeah. Uh, Netflix releasing a list yeah. of shows that they're going to have come out. Uh, of course, there's a one really exciting one that I'm interested in, Death Note. Looks pretty intense. Yes, me too. Okay, cool. I'm, cool, cool. I'm really excited about that. I know we, we both love that series. We were just talking about it in the past anime. We kind of touched on it really quick. Um. The good, the bad, and the ugly, I guess you could say. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Of course, <laughs> of course. But, you know, it's it's got some pretty interesting stuff. And we'll definitely dive into that. And, yeah, it's going to be kinda... kind of an Americanized version. Yeah. And that's what people don't understand. I've seen some bad reviews like, oh, it's not, you know, it's just going to be Americanized. We don't like it, blah, blah, blah. But it's it's a twist on the Japan version and the way they go about it from the anime series to this right. new movie kind of surreal series. So it's going yes. to be cool to see what they're going to do, of course. And I like the preview of it, the trailer, I guess you say. So, I mean, it's going to be cool to see what they do to it. I, I'm going to give it a chance because I'm not a fan of Death Note. You well, know? It, yeah, definitely. Death Note has a pretty awesome sense to it. The trailer was pretty epic. Yeah. And then, of course, another thing we actually were talking about in you know the garage out in the front, uh, yeah. was basically about Ghost in the Shell coming out this Friday. I know yeah. we, we talked a lot about that in our last podcast with the anime uh, portion yep. and everything going on that. So that should be pretty interesting. 
uh, and getting everything ready and uh, started, you know, for their side of the, you know, anime series. Yeah. And I'm going to touch on this too. It kind of goes in with everything because in the car culture, uh, you know, with imports from Japan, right. what they call USDM, which is basically, you know, US spec Japan cars right. like Honda, right. you know, Nissan, all right. those guys, Lexus, which is also part of, you know, Nissan. It's just the luxury side. So all that stuff over here, we try to incorporate, get JDM parts. Exactly. So all yeah. that stuff styled in. So I think that's where that's kind of moving in Americanized stuff mm-hmm. is trying to pull in that Japan culture right. and make, they don't make it their own. Exactly. So it's like Death Note, Ghost in the Shell, trying to help out with all this because there's so much fandom going back and forth and trade of things going back and forth. So it's really cool to see that. All right. Well, definitely looking into, you know, that side of the story. I remember we were talking a little bit about JDM at the car show and yeah. having a good time um, being able to make sure that, you know, we were able to socialize, get the word out and then see these yeah. other cool cars, even seeing people do little donuts and stuff and they get pulled over. Whoop, whoop, the police, <laughs> yeah. you know. yeah. But uh, first and foremost, we got our first guest on tonight. His name is Ben Bittler. He's a big guy, plays basketball hardcore. And actually I think he just recovered from a couple little minor injuries that we all know. Yeah you know, doesn't really count very much because we know he's a tough guy. So, Ben, how you doing? Doing pretty good, Jesse. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. We're we're glad to have you on the podcast tonight. I know that uh, you're happy that high school's over, but sad to see the sports go. That's how I used to feel. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's mixed feelings. <laughs> definitely. I know <laughs> yeah. it's, it's always tough to say bye to, you know, those, those people. Uh, that you're, yeah. you know, really close friends with and you play sports with. I felt the same way. But uh, yeah, definitely glad to have you on the podcast tonight. So I'll go ahead and open it up with our first question. Of course, I know when you're very talented and you're playing basketball and you're dedicated and you pour all your talent and your time into it, you know, you want to basically have control and you want to play every position possible. What was your favorite position while you were on the court? Well, my favorite position is probably the post position, not like just because the kids in my conference are all a little bit smaller than me, but uh, basically it's just, I, I have the mentality in the game that like no one can stop me. And if, if it's like the last shot or something, I, I always want to have it because I, I know I have the best percentage um, chance on the team to be able to get the ball in the bucket. Awesome, awesome. You know, when I played ball, uh, my coach, he, he had these challenges at the end of practice. It was uh, free throw challenges, three-point challenges, and then whoever won, based off the team, would be able to sit out the first few minutes of practice, which was usually some, you know, hardcore workouts. So did y'all do anything like that? Oh, yeah. Uh, we did certain things like that. Like if you uh, if you're in the middle of conditioning, if uh, you got like first in a suicide or something, you got to sit the next suicide out. And that uh, and he always kind of tricked you to go hard. Well, he always did go hard, but he always like made you go harder because you never knew when he was going to yeah. say, okay, you get, to, you get to rest this one. So, <laughs> Stuff like Definitely. That. I'll tell you the one that I hated the most. I could do suicides all day. Was Walsit. <laughs> oh I, yeah, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, my coach was strategic. He used to do it at the end of practice after we've been running, and we were sweaty. So you're up against the cold brick wall or the padding behind the goal, and you're yeah. slipping while you're trying to keep that perfect form. <laughs> Yeah, my, my so, I, hate, I hate bear crawls the most. I got this like long leg oh, yeah. to get down there and bear crawl. 
<laughs> oh man, bear crawls were the worst. That was bad. Um, even just running the steps, you know, on the where everybody's all yeah. dancing. Yeah. It just like burned your calves and your thighs, and oh, I felt old afterwards. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> so being a leader on the court, you know, we know that oftentimes players, you know, they get aggressive and want the ball and control, you know, the play like we were just talking about. Uh, in clutch moments, are you more of a James Harden type player where you want to have that last shot, or are you more like a LeBron where you want to, you know, drive in and dish it out to somebody else? Well, you know, it depends on the situation because, like, if we're if we're down by three or something like that, and you know, one of the three point shooters on my team is a like, very good three point shooter, I'll you know I'll probably give him the shot. But you know, if we're only down by one with like a couple seconds left, and I'm really good in the paint, and I would probably want to take that shot over a three point shot, higher percentage shot. Right. Uh, it of course. On the yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Then you're you know, if you draw a foul, you have those free buckets. Yeah, that's true. So being that you're a big guy and you like playing the post, obviously, you know, you come from good stock and I know that your mom probably got thrown out of a couple of games there, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I know you're definitely an aggressive player. So what is your best memory from playing, you know, in high school basketball? <laughs> My best memory is uh, it wasn't even during the season at all. It was during the summer. We, uh, we flew down to Gonzaga for a team camp. And uh, we uh, we played like a kind of pool pool play like most of the week. We were there for a week and we played probably like seven to eight games. And mm-hmm. um, so we played all those games and then uh, we had finally started the tournament. But we had we were scheduled to come home that day, so we had to fly home whether we won or lost. Oh wow! So we played this team called uh, Tumwater from Washington, mm-hmm. and uh, we we walk in the gym and they have like two six foot six guys. One of them is a D one tight end. Oh, and I'm just like, I'm like, oh my gosh! So, uh, <laughs> and then they're like, they're like knocking, they're knocking down shots and stuff. We're like, okay, this this should be interesting. So like, we start playing and stuff, and we're playing phenomenal. The game's going well, and like at the very end of the game, we're, uh, I think we're, I think we're tied. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm guarding my man. My man's in the middle of the paint, and I'm kind of off like on the block. And one of my, the one of my teammates guys drove past him with the ball, and he went up in the air, and I got elbowed in the face. And I like oh. fell over, and the guy missed the layup, and my guy stood like stepped over me, got the ball, and made the made the layup. So we were down by two. Nice. I'm still like laying on the floor. I'm still like laying on the floor. I don't know what's happening. And so one of the guys throws the ball into the shooting guard I was talking about. He goes down, spades away, and hits a bank three with two guys on him. And we basically just walk out of the gym and get on the airplane and go home. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of like dropping. It was the mic. so awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, it was that really is awesome. I had, a big, I had a big lump on my head for a couple of days. It was worth it, though, right? It was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, you're you're an aggressive player. You're definitely a leader mm-hmm. on the team. Was there any mm-hmm. a time where you and your coach got into it during a basketball game? Um, I wouldn't say me and my coach. Probably me and my other teammates did a lot. Like, not a lot, but sometimes, you know. Right, right. Now, what would happen if you did yell at your coach? Uh, I probably would get benched. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there was this one time in high school where I was playing, and it was the coach himself got thrown out and his son taken over, and he actually played on the Olympic team. 
But oh, wow. it was the team that lost to Puerto Rico. And we made oh. sure he, rem- he was reminded of that. <laughs> oh, no. But, uh, he was the, yeah. He, uh, he was coaching that game. And it was going into double overtime. And I totally disagreed with this play that he drew up. I didn't want it. I didn't like it. And basically he was saying, you know, let's drive into the paint and see if we can dish it back out and and try and hit a three just to kind of extend the lead a little bit. I didn't Mm -hmm. like it. I thought we were playing aggressive. You know, before the game, our coach actually went up to the other coach and told him we were running, you know, a 1-3-1, you know, defense. So we pretty much were winning a strategy, and I felt like, you know, changing it was just absurd at the time. So I yelled, and uh, basically I got benched. <laughs> and and the funny thing was, you know, he ended up running the practice, the next practice, oh, man. and he challenged me to a three-point contest because I was talking game. Because you know when you, and you know this, Ben, when you play and you're in that moment and you're aggressive, there's times where yeah. you know you you can talk the talk even though you may not be able to walk the walk. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but definitely, it was a great memory. He beat me. I'll admit, he beat me. And yeah, I, I couldn't bet. talk very much more. <laughs> That's so. Funny. You know, you just finished you know the tournament in high school. I know it was not as exciting or as where you wanted it to end. You know, what is uh, some of the favorite uh, memories you had playing your senior year? I know it's completely different than junior, sophomore, and freshman. Oh, yeah. Um, well, we went up to uh, Barrow this year for a tournament. We did last year, but we weren't very competitive last year. But this year we were a lot more competitive. And um, the crowd up there is unreal. I don't know, like, it. I can't, like, compare it to any other crowd anywhere. Because, like, I'm pretty sure the whole entire town goes to the game. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, so, I don't, uh, we I play, don't we know if I Barrow. remember. We played Barrow. Did you go, go up ahead. there? You're good. Yeah, so anyway, we went up there, and uh, it was just, it was just uh, at the very uh, la- uh, the last second of the first half, one of our kids shot it and missed it, but I got the rebound and put it back up, with, like, right before the buzzer went off, and I got a foul right before the buzzer went off. So I got to oh. do the free throw when no one else was on the court. So uh, I go to shoot the free throw, and the whole entire gym is just making noise. And uh, I shoot the free throw, I make it, and then after I make it, I just look at the crowd and stare them down for a couple of seconds, and I just walk off the court. And walk <laughs> <in>. <laughs> that definitely sounds like something in the family. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. It, it was pretty. It was pretty fun. <laughs> okay, so you're looking into colleges, and you're and you're working hard and getting in there. And when you play in college, what is your goal as a student athlete? Um, my goal would probably be to still maintain my good grades and then uh, probably just to still improve, like, every year as I just keep on playing and just keep on getting better. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you had to, you know, you know, have any plans while you're at college, you know, aside from, you know, academics and athletics, what are some of the other plans that you have? Well, one thing that uh, I really want to kind of do is uh, one of the UAA up here has a, a foreign exchange program, so uh, they have one in Sweden for a semester. And I kind of want to go to go over to Sweden for a semester. Well, I heard that yeah. Swedish fish is pretty good. Yeah, I also heard the Swedish girls are pretty nice looking. Oh, oh there it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, better brush up on your Swedish. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For all our uh, Sweden listeners in the in the world, there, uh, Ben might be coming over there for <laughs> some exchange. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, all right, back to basketball here. So, okay, say I am a scout and I give you a call and I gave you the choice and you had to pick between three colleges. Would you go to Michigan State, University of North Carolina, or would you go to UCLA? Mm. Hmm. I don't know. I'd probably, probably go to Michigan State. Yeah. Wow. Why would you pick Michigan yeah. State? Because it's more northern. It's a little bit colder. There's a snow machine, and you go fishing on the lakes. There you go. Nice. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. See, I, 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 I thought you'd pick it. I thought you'd pick Michigan you State. I, I figured probably because of those reasons, but then also because the basketball coach there is probably the best choice for your style. Aggressive, plays the post. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, yeah. he's an old school type, you know, coach. So he's he knows how to expand on your talent, too. Yeah. Well, if I went D1, I would not definitely be playing the post. I'd be probably playing point guard. But... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, you could be like a like a Tyler Hansbro a little bit, you know. Yeah, six five, six four, playing a seven footer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you have to work those elbows, but it can work. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> so okay, yeah. right now, uh, right now, in the NBA, I know you love basketball. You follow basketball. Who do you think is the best team right now? If you had to pick out of all the teams, your pick to win the title in the NBA Finals. Uh, the Cavs have a good chance, but they've been slumping lately. But I feel like the Spurs, they've been so consistent the whole entire year. And they've had, like, they've had really good teamwork. And they're just, I don't know, I, think, I feel like they always have each other's backs. I think they're, gonna, they're, they're probably going to win it, even though most people think Golden State's going to win wow. Yeah, I'm starting to see where, you know, KD being injured is like a flashback of Steph Curry last year. And then, of course, I love the Cavs, but they are starting to – Fall apart at the seams there. Not playing any defense. Yeah, the, the Spurs are only one game behind the, the Golden State. Yeah. And we, yeah, and then on top of that, we all know that when it comes to, you know, Coach Pop, he, mm-hmm. he doesn't care what yeah. his seating is as long as he gets into the postseason. Yep. Yeah, that's all that matters. That's right. That's all that matters. But, okay, I, one, I have a couple more questions for you, but one big one. Okay, so the NBA is talking about taking this one-year role from college away. It's very heated mm-hmm. debate. It could possibly happen two, three years from now. If that happened now and you were selected in the draft, what would be the team that you would want to go to? Hmm. That's a hard question. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the Spurs because it's just team basketball. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like when the whole team comes together. It's almost like a, yeah, it's almost like a Cinderella story. You know, you got yeah. some of the underdogs coming together. I agree. Yeah, definitely. It's a, a good pick. Now, last question for you. Okay, the careers of Christian Leitner and Manu Ginobili. Both mm-hmm. are in the Basketball Hall of Fame. 
Uh, one's in college yeah. Hall of Fame, and the other is in, you know, going to probably go into the NBA, you know, Hall of Fame. Which one would you pick? Everyone hates Christian Leitner. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So obviously, obviously, you know me. <laughs> Yeah, okay, okay. I like I, I, I wanna I like go it. I wanna go down I wanna go down being like, not by just being good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Christian Leitner, he can't ever go into Tar Hill territory. Ooh, yeah. Never, never. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true. And then of course, you know, Manu, he's got five rings. <laughs> so yeah, that's even coming off the bench is nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean if you got I mean, yeah, five rings, you can't complain. <laughs> there you go. Well, definitely, Ben, it was awesome having you on the show tonight. It was great talking with you. Yeah, man. And uh, give us all the – or give your family all the love. I will, definitely. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, and good luck. And hopefully we'll hear from you soon playing on the College Hardwood and maybe even further than that. Right. Who knows? All right, maybe. All right, sounds good. All right, thank you. That, ladies and gents, was Ben Bittler, one of the hot and probably the biggest prospect, I would think, out of, uh, you know, the state of Alaska in basketball. Yeah, that's really cool, man. Especially, it's kind of like his own Cinderella story because he's, you know, up in Alaska. You know, sometimes they probably feel kind of like disconnected from the Mm -hmm. rest of the states, you know. So, that's, that's good to see that going on right there. Absolutely. Well, I root for him like I did for Shane Battier. I remember when Shane Battier came out of Alaska you know, and Coach K was like, hey, come on. And, yeah. you know, Shane Battier had a pretty, you know, decent career, a journeyman, but ended it with a ring. Hey, you can't beat that. So they can't beat that. No, you cannot. And then, of course, you play with LeBron, you know. So that's him and D-Wade and some of these other yeah. big, you know, social media and NBA type players are yep. something that you definitely want to do and can't complain. Yeah, that's it. So hats off. Thanks again to Ben coming on the JK podcast tonight. Definitely had a pretty good interview. And, you know, it, it sounds like he knows what he wants to do. Yeah, he's got it down, man. Like He's ready to go. Yeah, he's got a great plan. It was a great interview. Yeah. Probably one of the best ones I think we've had on the show. Oh, yeah. So And he has some pretty cool stories. I like that. Yeah, I like that, too. That was, that was pretty good. And then, you know, what's cool is that he mentioned Gonzaga. Yeah. I, I wish I could have told him this, but... Back when I was in high school, I actually played against a, a guy that ended up going to Gonzaga. And I didn't know it, but his cousin was Adam Morrison, Whoa. who actually came out of Gonzaga. And I think he's playing still in the NBA right now. Wow. But that was a long time ago. That was like <laughs> 10, 12 years ago, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely, he sounds like he's got it together. Yeah. He wants to go camping, fishing, and meet some Swedish chicks. Yep. And making good grades and playing basketball at the same time. And he wants to go fishing with him. I yeah. think he would have a great brand with that. <laughs> yeah, he probably would. <laughs> Come back being the crazy Swede from Alaska. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, he's definitely got it in his genetics. You know, his mom has several state records for track and field cool, cool. and basketball. That's neat. Uh, probably, I think, probably would be the Cheryl Miller of Alaska State Basketball. Nice. And then, uh, of course, on top of that, you know, I think that if you put her and Cheryl Miller in the same court playing against each other, I think that basically, um, I think that basically would be a battle. Yeah. And I think, I think her name is Wanda. I think Wanda probably 
would have been fouled out because she probably would have put her on the floor. <laughs> she was very aggressive, but she played hard and she did great. Um, and, you know, of course, that would have been something that I think a lot of people would have would like to see you know, two aggressive players playing back and forth. Right. And to answer Ben, who just messaged us about the Gonzaga, let's just say when any t- anytime somebody tried to dunk on me, I was never a poster child. I made sure that they basically got fouled. If they want to get two points, I gave it to them the hard way. Hey, there you go. <laughs> so I actually had a friend of mine that went to Mississippi State and played basketball and he told me he was going to dunk on me. And when he came down the lane and he was about to dunk on me, I ankled him. Oh, nice. Yes. In mid-game. Stick it to him, huh? I did. And he didn't <laughs> dunk. I was dirty. And like Ben, you know, I was six I was six foot when yeah. I graduated. And I was playing in the post. I was playing, you know, the three and the four. Right. And so I was often playing against guys that were six four, six five, six eight, six nine. So they had that reach on you. They had reach. But see, when the ref was behind me, I would throw a couple elbows. And next thing you know, they would push. You know, they push me. And I'd just flop. And, of course, right. i get two free shots. There you go. So, you know, you got to do what you got to do to survive. That's it. But, you know, Ben definitely has it together. He's got a great plan. Hearts and minds and hats go out to him. Yeah. And hopefully he finds yeah, something that works for him. Colleges listen <clears throat> on tonight's podcast. And, then of course, sees how great of a guy he is and what his plan is. And. For an 18 going on 19, you know, year old man, yeah, he definitely has a plan, and that right there is something that coaches look into. Yeah, that's in the maturity level, and when you have a plan, that's bigger than anything else. So, and then uh, I think in a few minutes we actually have another band that will be coming joining us live. We just talked about a little bit earlier. It's Cathedral Ring. Uh, They have some awesome music that just came out recently, and that we definitely used onto the JK podcast. Yeah, and you know, I, I'm big on music, so I'm, I'm looking forward to the cast coming on. Absolutely. You know, these guys are all excited. This is from their newest al- album that just came out. Yeah. A Decade Alone on the Owls. Nice. So I've got some favorite uh, songs on there. Of course, Domesticated Wolves. Uh, that basically is one of my favorites. And then uh, the next one is probably I Am Art. Ar- I'm sorry. I Am Art. I can't even say it. I am Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> it costs you some of those words you say all the time. So it was right. like Ant- Antarctica? I know, right? Really? Like, <laughs> oh, continent. yeah, that's that continent. Yeah. <laughs> You've been stuck out there for so long, scientists. That's what it feels like. <laughs> like I, I, I've uh, listened to some of their stuff and, and you know, and also some of Matt's stuff. Right. And it's very productive, very progressive. Yeah. Um, but it's not aggressive as well. It's very uh, controlled. But well. he, yeah, and it flows well though. The way that he does everything in his studio, um, it's really cool. So I'm very anxious to see, you know, uh, what they've what they've got lined up and how they do their music and all that. So it's really neat. And then of course the album, the cover itself looks pretty cool. Yeah, it does. I see you showing me here. It's the first time I've seen the album the actual cover. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, it basically, it looks like a spaceship that's crashed into the mountains. It's pretty yeah, cool. it's neat, man. It definitely takes you on a journey. Yeah, uh, when you listen to this music and it's really cool because a lot of a lot of tracks and a lot of bands when they make music sometimes there's not a lot of flow even on the album there's not like a theme like for the whole album and this is very themed you know what i mean yeah it's 
you can go into one song and it kind of transcends into another. Right. But it's still broken up that you know it's a different song. And yeah, on top of that too, it's basically instrumental. Yeah. It just came out back in February. It looks like a pretty decent album. I've actually downloaded it and played it, and I yeah. like it. And you just type it in the search bar as Cathedral Ring, or you can look it up under Indie, mm-hmm. and even instrumental and uh, you know, some rock, I believe, as well, if I remember correctly, and uh, be able to see the album cover, how cool it is there. And then, of course, listen to the great, awesome music that flows perfect, I believe, in that album. Yeah, it does. So I think that uh, Matt and his team definitely did an outstanding job working on that album. And, you know, him, Chris, and Jacob did awesome on the quality. So we're definitely excited about having them on, as they will be coming on live with us here in the next few minutes. But uh, first, you know, we talked a little bit about Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. What, what's your biggest feel on that? Man, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing the action scenes. And, you know, with Scarlett Johansson, she was excited. She's a big fan of Ghost in the Shell. She's seen the whole series and stuff. I saw a small interview uh, catching them here and there at work and stuff. Um, and and looking at into how they are doing this whole series and then the movie, how it plays in together. You know what I right, mean? Right, right. So, you know, she does most of her stunts as well. She's really worked hard. Um, I remember when they were started to work on the movie itself and she was, she put out there like a preview. She said, Hey, this is the first day of the set. Right. We're trying to get this thing rolling. Right. We're excited. She's excited. That's what she was, you know, wanting to convey to all the fans out there. And it's really cool to see how far they have come and, you know, check out the previews guys, check out the trailers. Um, you can follow, you know, Scarlett, of course, you know, on right. Twitter and her Instagram account and check everything out. Cause it's really neat. I definitely follow Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> And, if, and, you know, I, I just think that's the best thing to do. Yeah, I mean, there you go. I don't know. Matt, what what do you think? Would you follow Scarlett Johansson? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's been okayed by Matt. We're good to go. Well, yeah, there you go. I think uh, I would want to see more of the Instagram account hello? in person. But, you know, <laughs> who needs filters? Hashtag no filter. Hello. So, so awesome. You know, having you guys on the show tonight has been a long time running, and we definitely are excited to have you guys on the show. Man, I know that we often talked about this album that y'all just came out with, The Decade Alone in the Alps, yeah. and how much work that you put in. How long did it actually take to produce this album? Um, uh, Chris, what do you think? Maybe a year of writing? Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah, I definitely think so. I see. We actually, I think we just had Chris on, and I think he dropped. But if he calls right back, we'll get him back in there. But, uh, yeah, so you said six months of writing. It's more like a year of writing, actually. Yeah, I know that you spent a lot of hours before the actual... EP hit and there was times where you were like just shut off to the world making sure that everything was quality perfect oh yeah definitely, so definitely like we, Chris and I it was spent definitely awesome. like months in the studio working on it oh yeah oh yeah well I mean I remember seeing some of these little clips too being able to you know see all the live 
and the little snippets that I could see and hear on Instagram and Facebook and uh, seeing what the quality you guys had. And it sounds like uh, we have Chris and Jacob on, so welcome you guys onto the JK Podcast. Yeah, welcome. Hello. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, so I had a question, too. Um, you know, for you guys, uh, this is Kyle. I was going to say that, you know, Jesse and, and and when we had Matt on last, you know, a couple of episodes ago, you actually have a studio in your house right now, correct? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's, you know, that's a big feat in itself. And then trying to get it ready. So you have this you know, individual studio that you guys have set up as a team and as a band, actually, and you guys get to record. How is that different than, you know, going to someone else's studio? Um, Is it more like you guys have more control? You guys have, you know, where you can do your own thing? It's more laid back? Or how is that that different in that contrast? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely way more convenient. Um, Chris lives super close to me, so... It just kind of makes it easy. If he has an idea, he can shoot something over to me. You know, I can start working on, like, some drums right. or something. If he comes over, you know, if we we can kind of just record something simple, um, and we can just kind of demo off of that and then just kind of build up on ideas that way. And it's a lot more convenient than, you know, having to pay for studio time somewhere. And Plus, I have, like, a ton of gear, and, I've, I mean, i got to make use of it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, definitely. So this Isn't one I'll shout out to uh, <clears throat> uh, Chris here. How long have y'all been doing music together? Um, wait, am I actually on? I don't even know. I said I was listening only. <laughs> You're <laughs> on. You are on now. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. First, I want to say something about the the studio thing. I think it's it that that part of it works really well for us because our schedules. You know, we have to we have to work real jobs, you know, so we can't go crank out, we can't go rent a studio for a week, two weeks, whatever, and just crank through the whole record. So it works out for us in that aspect because we're able to go in as we please, as opposed, you know, we, we work it around our schedules. And I mean, that's just the life of a band who isn't signed with anyone. And, you know, you're trying to do things on your own dime. So, uh, as a band, it started in uh, 2012. Um, cool. Somewhere around there, it's summertime, I believe. So, awesome. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. So I know a lot of our audience out there, and I've been anxious to ask them this question too. Um, you know, put it put it like a picture in people's hand in their heads. I mean, um, you know, who plays what or who's dominant on, you know, drums, who's dominant on, like, bass, you know, lead guitar, that kind of thing? Um, <laughs> drums are all going to be in Matt's department. I cannot play drums to save my life. So yeah. um, I'll let him fill that one. Uh, Guitar-wise, uh, it goes the same for bass. Like, bass is – that was all Jacob. I mean, this record was the first That's time cool. I worked with Jacob. So – um, yeah, guitar wise, is, is yeah, that's all Jacob. So, um, guitar is definitely <laughs> the heavy <laughs> <bottom>. <laughs> He takes that's care all, of them, man. I mean, he, 
he did uh I was blown away. Um it was a funny thing when we were working with him because, you know, like Matt and I had got together and we did the pre production stuff and Jacob kinda came in as the last leg of it just due to scheduling and when he laid down his bass it just changed every song, man. It was just like holy crap, like it just brought it to oh, a different level. Great. So that was really cool. Uh guitar wise though Thanks, it's, it's babe. a really weird thing. <laughs> it's a really weird thing with guitar though. It, Not to put you on a pedestal really, or anything. No, no. Um, no, really. I, 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 um, I, I have to give a props on that. Like, really, uh, circle a little ego there. Uh, That's really awesome. Guitar is a different thing, though. It's, um, it's a very interesting process. It's really ab, uh, abstract. I don't really know the, the proper terminology for it. Uh, it most people probably wouldn't work like this, but um, I kind of. I lay down a ton of guitar stuff and then what will happen is uh, the rest is kind of improv and worked on in the studio, like all of the secondary and, you know, third nice. parts that come in. Um, yeah, when you know, the album, our own instruments. When, uh, when I listened what? to the Decade of Lonely Alps, there was a lot of different riffs and styles on each song. And I think that definitely just the the flow of it was a lot of work for you for you guys it hats off because it flowed very very well and then of course like you said the the bass a lot of people don't give credit to that position because you don't hear it technically if you don't have an ear for music as much as you would for someone who does right and it definitely set the tone for the album and each song oh yeah i agree jacob did an awesome job yeah but uh, Jacob, I have a question for you. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> all right. So, any bands that has inspired to make similar music for this album or for any time that you've ever been in music, who are they and why? Uh, it's been more of a state of mind that has influenced me with cool. this project. Um, I, I'm not. Uh, I listen to a few post-rock projects, but I've never really um, dove deep into it. And I came fresh from a more aggressive uh, project, more poppy and punky type stuff. So going Mm -hmm. into a real chill post, like eclectic type sound was a total game changer for me. And it was amazing. And I dug it and, it uh it was fun and i think i think it mainly was was more of a uh i don't know i i i don't i don't even think i've even really talked to these guys about it but it it's definitely been mentally like just a trip for me to do um it i'm i'm super adhd and post rock's one of those things that you got to be along long for the ride and i loved it like i, I it was yeah. just, you know I don't know. I, it, it was cool. It was something different, and it's something that I always push myself to do is different things, and uh, I loved every minute of it. So, um, I mean, as yeah. far as influences, though, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't want to name drop. I, I just feel like that. <laughs> 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 I, just, I mean, I, um, I, I personally, like, from my, my to me, like, the album Leaf is huge for me. Um which I'm not sure if y'all are familiar with the album Leaf. The album Leaf did, uh, they recently became a little bit more well-known with 
the Netflix original Scandal. They had a lot of background mm-hmm. music for them, um, which was awesome yeah. for them because that was a lot of promotion for them, and they got a little bit more mainstream with that. But uh, it's an incredible uh, – the, the main heart of the band, it, it's, it's a one-man band, and he puts it all together. And uh, that, that to me was, was my main pull to do this with Matt and Chris. Um, because I, I love that so much. There's just so much emotion in music without words. Um, there's just so much expression. Um, you, you know, the words words kind of you know tie it down to one idea, and people can read that differently. But with just just instrumental music, it's just so much more yeah. than I ever imagined. Especially creating yeah, it for it these is. guys. So um, so yeah. So yeah, album leaf would be the, the big one for me. Um, I would say awesome. that would that would be the number awesome. one for me. Yeah, you know, and I, I could I could agree with Jake with that because I went to uh, a live show uh, at the House of Blues, and uh, one of the opening bands. Um, it was a three guy gig, and they just did instrumental, and they really stole the show from one of the other opening bands that was just like you say very narrow, um, and it was an opener for Under Oath, which is more of a progressive like uh, you know heavy metal kind of feel. Right. So going from that that style to a very, um, you know, open, very rocky feel, instrumental rock that is opening band, and everyone, you know, you see everyone just, about, you know, nodding their heads, going back and forth with the music and flow and dancing right there in front of the stage. It opened my eyes with you don't have to have just lyrics. It can be instrumental True. and still get a flow. You know, and I have a you know. Uh, a band, uh, you know, being in music and being able to read music and stuff like that from high school and uh, even middle school. Um, although you, I love music, so that's that's a really good you know point right there, Jacob. I, I definitely agree. Props to you on being able to read music. I still to this day play by ear, and oh, wow. and 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 that's it's one thing that's my weakness is is oh. And I and I and I hate to be so sporadic on this, but I will say um, this was my first endeavor playing bass ever. Um, I literally wow wow worked my I worked my ass off to get a bass rig, and the bass rig itself inspired me to do more darker sounds. And uh, so I guess not just the album leaf, but bands like Sun and yeah oh uh, oh god um, yeah. Stuff like that, like the real like sludgy doom stuff. I started really getting right. into just because of me getting into playing bass with Cathedral Ring. Um, definitely inspired it, and obviously you can hear it in the record. There, there's there are some heavy, Absolutely. heavy, heavy songs, yeah. and I love it. I'm so glad that you guys went along with it and just went with it. So that was it was cool. Well, you know, of course, <clears throat> on top of that too, we all y'all already know that this inspired or was inspired. Uh, you know, from Matt, from Nickelback. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't seeing Nickelback as much as I felt like <laughs> more Seether. Seether, watered down Nickelback. I know I like to. I just I like sat around. Yeah, Shout out to Lip Biscuit and the hot dog flavored water. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, so Matt, Seriously. what did inspire the most uh, on this project? Um, I would say a lot of it was just 
kind of therapeutic, you know. Um, Big Chris B. Would, nice. Yeah, yeah, my dog, Big B. You know, he inspired a lot of it. No. <laughs> um, you know, Chris and I would sit down, and uh, you know, he'd he'd have these ideas of uh, you know what he thinks the song should convey, and then like you know, I like that. You know, this is what I this is my interpretation of it, and um, a lot of it's really personal. You know, for him, for me. And um, I guess our ideas together, it's like I, I, don't know, I could look at it a completely way, different way than Chris intended, you know, and I think that's what Jacob was kind of tying into with the with it being instrumental, you know. Mm-hmm. Without words, like, even even the people in the band can interpret the songs a little bit different, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. If, uh, if y'all could open for any band in America right now, who would it be? My best guess. I sincerely I sincerely oh. do love the chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water. I will admit yeah, that's that. Funny. So. Nice. Did it all from the nookie, didn't Yes. Oh man. You know, I I think that's funny with that question because I think it would be really easy to be like, okay, let's open for people that are within our, our own genre, but I don't think I would want to do that because like you were talking about um the band and you didn't name the name, so I'm not sure who that was that opened Front Row. But I think you want to open for people that are completely different than you, because yeah, you right. want the, to expose new audiences to what you do. Um, right. Yeah. And so I think it would be somewhere in that in that you know vicinity for me. Um, and I I still couldn't necessarily write the second name someone off. I'd have to think about it for a minute. But uh, yeah, I th- that's. That's definitely, I think, a big factor in that. Um, it would just be that way. You kind of, I think, you want to try to push people's boundaries, and that's that's what's good. And then also maintaining your own lane and not not saying like, oh yeah, we want to go open for Radiohead tomorrow because like you know we're we're definitely not there, you know. Um, so right. be, I would right. probably think realistically about it. Uh, I wouldn't just say you know some iconic band because um, anybody can say that about anyone, I guess. Uh, yeah. The Beatles. To add, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like yeah, it. Right, he, right. he was basically like, "Fuck it, gauntlet right now, bam." Yeah. <laughs> no, and all seriousness, uh, you know, like we, yeah, so I want to add like Radiohead or like Cigarettes or something, but probably like Boys Not Out because it'd mean they'd be playing shows again, so that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, that yeah, I, I, I would say. Yeah. Out. yeah, there you I go. I would like to add that, like, no matter who we would open for, I, I would, I would like for the 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 lineup to be very emotionally driven musically, whether they have words or not. Um, so Taylor Swift. I feel like that would do what? <laughs> <laughs> <I'll tease her. laughs> Only if she's given the name Zane Zed. Oh, nice. Yeah, that would be cool. I love Zed. Okay, so <laughs> oh. <laughs> Matt, any new projects for Cathedral Ring? Um, as far as music, uh, I mean, I know, I mean, Chris never really stops writing, so the wheels are always turning, but I mean, nothing really planned. I mean, we just released the album a few weeks ago, so I mean, we're just going to ride that out for a little bit. Um, yeah, hopefully like a bunch of shows coming up probably like in the next couple of months. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. You know, getting some, uh, exposure there. You guys going to 
try to do some local things and see if we can get some invites and some stuff? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Everything's in the works right now. It's just, uh, you know, it's been kind of like a, a slow progression, you know, but um, it's getting mm-hmm. there. And the response so far has been awesome. And um, so. Well, you yeah, know, it's funny, you the Beatles. And I think the Beatles was actually the first band to actually produce a whole album in studio before going on tour. Oh, wow. So, you know, it's actually funny that you mentioned that because y'all do instrumental and you spent the entire time producing this music in studio. So you might be onto something. And, you know, I I definitely would love to be able to go to the show. So whether I'll play, you know, at a local watering hole uh, or the tabernacle or wherever. Masquerade. Masquerade, yeah. And just be able to see the music live, I think, with the quality that is put into the album. Mm -hmm. I would love to see that in person. Yeah, me too. Well, yeah, we're the wrong. I hope weird. you come. Buddy. Absolutely. It's well, a weird thing for us, definitely. though, because we didn't, you know, when we released the first record, Matt and I, we were a two-piece, and we did literally three shows. Um, so, like, a lot of people have no idea what we're actually like live. I don't even think we remember what we're like live, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so, I think... I think like it's what's going to happen though is, is because we, we really didn't get established or get our, our, you know, the wheels turning on everything. I think people are going to see just, it'll just be like they, they're being exposed to us for the first time. Like this is us now, you know? And I think that's kind of a weird, a weird thing to think about in itself. Uh, So between, so, so between you and Jacob, who would have the pick of destiny? (laughs) <laughs> I have no clue on that I would say Jacob Because he tracked a lot of the bass With like this leather pick That I've never seen before <laughs> Oh that's great <laughs> Did he play in chat? <laughs> it, it, it was awesome though Like it was, uh, it was perfect For the parts that he used it on And I had never seen a leather pick And he just like pulled it out of his pocket one day I'm like what's that did you make that? <laughs> And I have yet to get it back. It's still at Matt's house, and I need to come back and get it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you you're never. I feel like I. I feel like I suck at bass without it. <laughs> well, well it's, definitely it's cut from the most. Jacob, you have the pick of destiny, and it's wrapped in leather. <laughs> it really might be. It might be. Now I will say, Chris <laughs> it was has from the. the pe- would have the pedal board of destiny because that thing is pure magic. <laughs> Oh, that's <laughs> cool. That's nice. cool. Well, the pick, the pick was cut from the most sacred cow in India, so you know, like that makes <laughs> sense that the leather pick would be and it, it's like it, a natural. And, and relax, yes. and everyone relax. The cow died of natural causes. Okay, okay, good. That, that makes me bite. more at peace. And then, of course, you know, being able to know that he is a big supporter of Chick Fil A <laughs> definitely helps me too. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, guys, it's been awesome having y'all on the show. And I know we've been dying to have y'all come on. And, of course, we play, you know, a little bit of the intro music. I believe it's from, I think it's the, oh, God, I got to look at the, the actual name of the song. But we actually do yeah. play one of y'all's songs on the actual show from time to time as our intro. You know, thanks to Matt and, and of course, being able to put that out there as well. 
And we call it the avalanche, right? Yeah, it's the avalanche. Yeah, we call it the avalanche. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. That's my favorite. Yeah, I like it too. So definitely thank you guys (laughs) for coming on the show. And uh, Matt, tell them where we can find your music. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Amazon MP3, Spotify, Bandcamp, and it's all just Cathedral Ring. Yeah, I know. Bandcamp's the coolest, though. No, I've got them on Spotify. Yes. Oh. And on Facebook. <laughs> and on Facebook. Might I add, Don't forget. I want to I have a closing statement real quick. First okay. of all, Okay. Uh, Chris has been one of the most intense people I've ever worked with, and it's been so beautiful working with him. And Matt and Chris both, they're like brothers practically. And I feel like I came in as like, you know, the wild card. And I think I drove them nuts half the time. <laughs> but but I I swear it was it was beautiful the way it was because I was so impractical the whole time. They were super like. It was it they they drew me in like it was like I was I always came in super just the jokester like oh nothing serious life is nothing and and it was like they just drawn me in and made it you know it I feel like I'm rambling now but I will say like it it was it was it was definitely a humbling experience to work with both of them and I miss them both and I can't wait to see you guys again. Cool. Well, Jacob, <laughs> I hate to burst your bubble, but it was all ploy to get your leather pick. Uh, <laughs> uh, we sold it on the eBay Jacob already. In Colorado, they right they know me too well. <laughs> well, it definitely was awesome, and the passion that y'all poured into the EP was definitely in every single, you know, title and and song that y'all have on that album. And for someone that has family that works in the music industry and has been in it for a long time, I can definitely tell you it was very high quality. So hats off to you guys. Thank you. Thank uh, you. We also want to – we definitely want to give a shout-out to Matt McClellan for making that, yes. the mix incredible. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Brad, him is super talented, awesome guy, and I, I love what he did with our album. He he himself used to be a heavy bottom for a post rock band back in his heyday, so he thoroughly oh, cool. enjoyed the project, um, and we we definitely trusted it 110 percent with him because we knew he would have that vision and know what we were wanting to accomplish, and he definitely got it right because that was sick. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Agreed. Yeah, well, Agreed. 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 did a great job, and and I remember Matt and I actually talked a little bit about Matt McClellan when we went out for some beers with the ladies. And uh, had a good conversation with him, and then you know one of his friends that came and joined us later that evening. But uh, definitely, guys, hats off again. Thank you again for joining us on JK yeah. Podcast. I know Kyle and myself are big fans, so yep. it was definitely something that we've been dying to have y'all on. And I was super excited when Matt texted and said that all three of y'all were coming on. And yeah, so thank you I guys for coming on. Yeah, thank hey, you. Thanks for having us. No problem, man. Thanks. Absolutely. Guys, gals, that was Cathedral Ring. Thanks again, Matt, Jacob, and Kyle, the brothers, the leather pick of Destiny, the paddleboard of Destiny, and of course, you know, we all know Matt will shoot up in the back after they get done recording. <laughs> so, <laughs> thanks, guys, again. True. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll take it easy. Thank you. Right, see you guys. Take it easy, guys. Thank you again. That was Cathedral Ring, Matt, Jacob, and yeah. Chris. And that was awesome, man. I love having these interviews. Yeah, man. It's taken up a lot of the, the time of the show, these interviews night. But you know <laughs> what? They've been awesome. Yeah, man. It's great. Okay, so I guess we got to dive right into it. Netflix. We yes. talked about that. Uh, coming in April, uh, the beginning of April, they have some epic shows. But first, again, hats off to Cathedral Ring. Thank you guys for coming on live on the show and being able to be there with us and promote your music and be able to give us some backstory about it. And I thought it was pretty awesome that all three of them came on so we can get each yeah. individual's feel and style. Yeah, that's that's what I like about it, too. You know, that's why I want to know who played what, you know, in 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 the band because they all have their own take, they all had their own style, and they came together and they made it work. Absolutely. Definitely was great. I loved it. All right, so let's look here. Netflix has some pretty big stuff coming back out. Yeah, Scooby-Doo, beginning on April the 1st. Yeah. Schindler's List, Thunderstruck, Tropic Thunder, The D-Train, The Tenth Man, and then, of course, we go later on, Louis C.K. Yeah. Let Dave Chappelle have all the credit on Netflix. That's right. Louis C.K. coming out on April the 4th in his <laughs> own Netflix original. Uh, then you have Disney's The BFG, big title. Disney, yeah. yet again, big. trying to do something big here. Yeah, getting some things down. What else uh, we got on one here? of my favorites, you know, right here, Mystery Science Theater yeah. 3000, The Return. The Return. They're making a new Mystery Science 3000. I know I've been catching up on the old school ones on Netflix. It's been awesome. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's Dude, cool, man. Tom Servo all day. Yeah, man. And then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. We also have a little. One of my, one of my favorites. I got to give a shout out. Uh, you know, the Chelsea Lately show, she oh, is a trip. Yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, so Chelsea season two is coming out. Oh, that's going to be, be cool. a Netflix original. Yeah. So you start to see Netflix dive into these areas where they have live comedy, live TV, and now you have original, like these traditional Saturday night type shows coming yeah. on Netflix. And you know what's cool, too, is, uh, you know, we've been talking about what is DC going to bring out and go against Marvel and kind of, right. you know, give them a kick of a Kung Fu back. Right. Speaking of that, I love Iron Fist, by the way. I've nice. been trying to finish it up. Nice. So you've got to check it out if, if you haven't seen it. It's great. It's a good series. It's pretty clean, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's about, it's got, you know, uh, brotherhood. It's got a love story. It's got a lot of Kung Fu action in there. Um, it is great series. Check it out. Uh, but on another note, DC Legends of Tomorrow season yes. two is coming. Nice, very good uh, TV show. DC trying to combat with Marvel on their TV shows. Mm-hmm. Another good one. Everybody's favorite, Bill Nye the Science Guy returns. Yeah. Season one, Bill. Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix original. You have a pretty good uh, old movie that's on there, The Prestige, coming out. Yeah. Kind of running through it. The Secret Life of Pets, another Disney Pixar. Yep. So we're starting true. to see that correlation of Disney and Netflix going again. And the rumors are that Disney's trying to buy Netflix, and maybe this could yeah. be the onset. Could be a bridge. Could be. Yeah. Uh, then we move forward, and you have the 101-year-old man who skipped out on the bill and disappeared. So Netflix yeah. original film looks pretty good. It does look pretty good. Then you have some other ones in there, A Murder in the Park. You have uh, Casting John Bonet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Sophia the First is also on there, and then Small Crimes. This is going to be a Netflix original film, which looks pretty promising yeah. as well. Good suspense. 
type show movie. Yeah, and then they've also got the little funny uh, that people have been, there's been a lot of underground rumors and like right. chat. Uh, Dear White People season one. <laughs> oh, man. It's supposed to be pretty funny. Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on coming out in April, some hot topics. Um, you know, and also I saw the uh, Disney, uh, Disney's Queen of uh, Cataway. Yes. That's supposed to be pretty neat. Um, it's it's a pretty good series. Uh, pretty sure it's about Haiti and a right. lot of uh, immigrants and stuff like that. So check right. that out. And then you look on top of the old shows coming back out, too. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Uh, you know, Prison Break is coming out, I believe, next yes. week or the week after. That's another re-release. Cheers is coming back out yeah, as well. Cheers. Yeah, Cheers. These are and Everybody MacGyver. knows your name. Yep, everybody. And, of course, MacGyver. Yeah. It's already been released on CBS. So you bring in all these old shows that were successful at one point, and yeah. they're, they're rebooting them. So you have those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we talked a little bit about uh, some other TV shows that are possibilities, and you know, and of course, Netflix trying to buy up as much as they can. And mm-hmm. there's rumors circulating about a Friends possibly reunion. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, we'll definitely see if it's a rumor or not and what they have in- incoming for that as well. Um, and I know one actually reboot that my wife and I recently saw was Sleeping Beauty. I'm sorry, not Sleeping Beauty. I was kicking myself. I knew I was going to say that. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, it's a lot of chatter going on about that. Awesome, awesome. The, the Disney magic was throughout the film. That's great. Uh, it's actually almost exactly like the cartoon in human form. Uh, Emma Watson hats off. Like, yeah. You know, oh, man. It was just awesome. Uh, you know, Hermione. Yeah. She definitely she killed it. it, man. So how was the beast? How uh, because, you know, let the audience know out there mm-hmm. uh, things that I've also want to know. I'm pretty, I know that they want to know is how was the beast? How does it look? Was it, you know, uh, was it more animation or was it, you know, more of a real effect of kind of like a Chewbacca kind of outfit? You know what I mean? It was actually computer. Um, it was actually really well done. I want to say that basically Disney's magic in the film made the beast a reality. Nice. And the, the when oh, I can't even hardly talk. Basically, the the movie itself was just all magic. That's and cool. The feel that Disney gave the appearance and the style was just epic. That's good. So you know we listen and we watch, and then of course we look into everything Disney and seeing how well they produced this movie and what they could and could not add. You know, which pretty much was everything they could add, was definitely just one of the best, I think, as far as production for Disney. And I'm excited to see what else they have coming out. Yeah, um, always. So we look into that. Another big thing, I know we, we we're going to not talk any Star Wars whatsoever, but we did want to announce one thing. On Comic-Con, there was a rumor released that the Last Jedi trailer was going to be released. Now, we haven't confirmed it. We haven't dived in to see if it has been released yet. Right. We but, just recently heard. Right. We just recently heard. So there's a possibility of the Last Jedi Star Wars teaser trailer could be released at Comic-Con. Not Comic-Con, but Comic-Con. So yes. we'll see about that. That's going to be cool to see what's going to happen with all that. Absolutely. How about that? Yeah, how about that? <laughs> so, and then, of course, on top of all that, we have the on-the-fly segment. We kind of talked a little bit about it, so we cheated just a little. Yeah. Uh, so this is our nat- our uh, backpacking, I guess, backtracking and knapsacking yeah. portion of Pop Culture Universe. 
uh, we were talking to my sister, Ashlyn, about this insane thing that's about to happen in December. Yeah. You said December 27th. Um, a man is about to have his head, what was it, basically, it's kind of mind-blowing in a sense, but... Yeah, having it switched, switched, transplanted onto another body. And they're dedicating 150 nurses and doctors to this project. And it's going to be done in Italy. And it'll be the first time in human history that they'll attempt it and hopefully be successful. Yeah, because the man is, how I understand it, he's paraplegic. Yes, paraplegic, yep. Yep, so he can't use his body. Right. But they're going to take his mind and everything and put it into this body, separate the head off the old body put his head, attach it to the neck, and, of course, all the muscle tissue, all the nerves. Right. The, the, uh, uh, pretty much just kind of vessels, everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be insane to see if it even works. I would love to see it work. Just to see science take another step. Kind of like Futurama kind of thing there. All right. So the on the fly segment is, you know, if Kyle and I had to be the person where our head was removed and implanted onto another body, or versus that, if we could have somebody's head transplanted onto us, yeah, whose would it be? So, Kyle, I'll ask that question to you first. All whose right. head would you want on your body? I'm going to have to say it, and it's going to be funny. Okay, the two, two answers. Okay. All right, comedical a little bit. Okay. Keanu Reeves, Matrix. <laughs> All right? Okay. Like So it's like, whoa, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then probably, I'm going to say Chris Fosenberg, which is okay. the Formula D drifter. Right. So I could I could go and, like, they would know who I was. Right. And then I could just go and get this car and drift. That's, that, I would want to do that. Nice. Yeah. Well, I was going to say if you did Keanu Reeves, it would be the replacements. Put them Yeah. That's my, yeah, exactly. That's my little tip in there. All right, that's so. great. All right, you go ahead now. Yeah, so um, let's see. Well, who who would you want to uh, have that done? Ooh, uh, let's see. I was going to say Donald Trump just to see why, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to do that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think probably the one that I would want on mind. Oh man, there's so many, <laughs> so many. <laughs> there's billions of heads out there. Which one do I want? Uh, I would probably say Michael B. Jordan. There you go, Michael B. Jordan. And the reason why is because there's so many projects that he has, and I don't feel like he's peaked yet. Yeah. And just to be able to dive into that, and see what his plans are, I would That's definitely cool. would want to have Michael B. Jordan's severed head on my body. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So okay. So now we're gonna reverse it, Kyle. If you could have your head transplanted onto anybody's body, who would it be? Man. Just uh, in his peak. I was just thought it would be funny on Arnold, man. Arnold? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I want to be Mr. Olympian for a day, right? Nice. Like at his peak, just to see. Just to see. Yeah. And yeah. being on set of, uh, you know, Commando. Right. That would be okay. cool. Okay. You know, or like uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Predator. Predator, what so, about Conan? Oh, Conan, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I named Conan. my Beagle Dog when I was a kid, you know, yeah. after Conan. Yeah. So that'd be cool. Well, I think that's that's pretty that's pretty good. Actually, um, mine, <laughs> for that portion, 
is uh, Sylvester Stallone. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Back in the Rocky yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. You know, just to be able to be on set and be like, I'd be the guy to be Rocky. Yeah, know? there you go. So I think I'd definitely go with that. That's cool. But uh, definitely was awesome. See, think, people probably thought we were going to say, like, Mark Hamill or right. um, someone like that. Someone Star Wars. <laughs> ah! Got so you guys we, out we there. Full jaw. Yeah. Full jaw. No Star Wars this time, guys. <laughs> We had bigger egos to kill. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. And again, man, it was awesome. I think the interviews yeah. and everything. I think it was really cool, man. I, seeing the guys come on and talk about where they come from, and you know, I didn't know Jacob. I thought he was here, but Jacob's out in Colorado. Yeah, is I, I caught what they were saying about he's out in Colorado, yeah, so yeah. he's really missing his leather pick. Well, I yeah, I think he is. Well, you know, Matt, you're gonna have to mail it back to him, buddy. <laughs> he needs the pick of destiny. So definitely, which is also on Netflix right now too. Right, it is. Yeah, um, so great, great movie, funny movie. Yeah, man. A Kyle Gass and good old Jack Black. Yeah. Uh, so definitely, I think this was a pretty successful uh, night tonight for us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some good interviews. Yeah, the young man that seems like he knows what he wants out of life. Yeah, it's cool to hear from him too. So uh, especially being up in the uh, Alaska area. Yep. On top of that, uh, we had a band that came on live that you and I are big fans of, and. You know, yeah. the Avalanche song that we use as an intro in Feed Out yes. has definitely been one of the biggest things uh, that we have been, like, so dove into. So, yeah. I think that the interviews were awesome. Great uh, great quality day. And, Kyle, if there's one thing you could take from today that you learned from, what did you learn? That uh, you want to knock, knock somebody out. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I would say... Um, you know, I learned a lot from the guys. Uh, they've got plans, and, you know, I've got plans of my own. To, so to see them succeed and being homegrown, it kind of goes back to our podcast. So that, right. our, you know, we're homegrown. So That's right. if we got everything going and uh, keep keep our heads up on that end, and, you know, a lot of times it's hard with our schedules. And I know, think about their schedules, you right. know. I know Matt, he was, you know, GameStop manager too. Yeah. So it's kind of like keeping us right here in the GameStop family. We've all worked for GameStop as well. Anita, she's a GameStop manager. Right. So and Ryan. Our, yeah, and Ryan. Ryan so yeah. big shout out to Ryan as well. He comes on the show, Mr. Kukar. Yeah. Um, so it's uh yeah it's cool to have that that uh connection there. Um, and let our fans out there, um, know that where we come from. How do we get our information? All that good stuff with our backstory. So. Yeah. Um, that's one thing I would take from it. It would definitely build relationships too. Yeah, I'd love to have exactly. everybody come back. Yeah. Catch up with them and see what their new EPs are and then see how Ben's done and, yeah. you know, kind of catch up with them and see if he actually made it to Sweden. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, I guess today I learned basically, it's like you said, follow your path, follow your dreams. Success will always be there. Yeah. And work hard at it. Yeah. Work that's hard, play hard. Yeah, work hard, play hard. And uh, more money, more problems. That's it. <laughs> as a great biggie did yep that's it we love you biggie up there in the sky but guys and gals thank you again across the globe in the united states yes. and other places for diving in and listening to the jk podcast and kyle tell them where they can find us yes you can find us on facebook you can just type you just type in jk podcast pull us up you'll see the cool little logo that uh shelby mainly made with the ideas um, I dropped it on paper. She did that for us. It's always great. Um, and then you can also find us on Twitter. Just do at JK Podcast uh, 101, correct? That's right. Yep. 
And then also you can find this, I know, on the Android side from the CastBox. Download the app, CastBox. It's great. It even lets you know when we have a new episode coming up or when we have one coming out. And then also find us on iTunes from the Direct Podcast. So, and then the other place you can find us is right here at our home. We got to give a shout out to Blog Talk Radio Studio. Just type in blogtalkradio.com and then just type in the search bar JK Podcast and you'll right. find us that way. Tag us, download, listen, subscribe, do everything you want with us because we want to be in your head, your ear, and in your hearts. Yeah. And hopefully y'all enjoyed this podcast tonight. And I, I know we thoroughly did. It was awesome. And we yeah. got our content we wanted to get up, across. We were able to get these interviews in that we have been dying to have yes. and was excited to have. And, of course, guys and gals, thank you again uh, for listening to the JK Podcast. And, Kyle, what are we always? Always joking and always on the fly. That's right. Always on the fly, guys. So thank you again, guys and gals, for listening to us live again on Episode 14, Backtracking, Backpacking, Knapsacking, Pop Culture's Universe. Yeah. Dude, I'm so glad I wanted to have like a cup of coffee. I know I need a cup. Yeah. Driving home. Driving home. Yeah. Great, man. It was a good episode. What a few beers. Yeah. Just say, even if I know your name, cheers. That was a good one. Yeah. 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 Yep, flashlights. <laughs>